Pastor William Wright. Thank you. Come on, give it up to God. Can't hear you. Come on. Psalm 47, the Bible said, clap your hands, all you people. Make a joyful noise unto God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You see, the Bible says that this is the day that the Lord has made. That is why. Then he says, I will rejoice and be glad. You see, how you receive the day the Lord has made is very important. Tell somebody, this is the day. Can't hear you. Tell the next person, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in the day. If that is your testimony and your confession, then put your hands together. Somebody celebrate the goodness of God. Hallelujah. We will observe the protocol, but give me some few minutes. It's important I do this. Now, it's not, I'm not, it's not fundraising. Is to thank God. I want every one of you here to take a seed in your hand. It doesn't matter the amount. I'll tell you why. Get some get something in your hand. Do it quickly. Don't sit, please rise. Take a seed in your hand, everybody. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Maraha Sheki Bristus this. Mrende Kelebo Hushala Tibra Hizis. Bruni Kibristus Hilebra Sastuli Azusis. Lentecre Nostegra Haikila Hazus. Mrentele Hakush Rehalis to the Handirisa. Please rise to your feet. Thank you. Glory to Jesus. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I am going to ask you to join me. In thanking God for my life and for today. You see, in our work with God, eh, encounters are very important. How do you know that God is a deliverer if you have never been delivered from a mess? So, there is a world of the difference between quoting the scriptures that God is my deliverer. And then when you are saying God is a deliverer, it is because you know what you are talking about. Also, three days ago, as I was praying in the morning, I finished praying, then it dawned on me that today, exactly one week, you see, I said, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, Today is exactly one week that if not for God, they would have been observing my one week death celebration. That's why I said you should take a seat in your hand. It's just to join me. And as you join me, you tap into that deliverance grace. 
Last week, Friday, I was traveling to Takoradi to receive some of our senior ministers who were coming to visit the branch. The previous week, they were supposed to be there, and I couldn't make it because of my wife who had to deliver by God's grace. Like you heard the news, let's put our hands together for God. And the Lord bless us with a brand new baby girl. Then on Thursday, which was one week after the delivery, I felt like staying with the baby. So I said, let me make the journey on Friday morning. So I set off from the house around five. There's a young man who usually drives with me and we moved. Did a few stoppages. We're taking it easy on the road because it was raining that morning. Then just when we got to somewhere around Malam, you know, there's a place on the N1 where the road now breaks up into about three. Malam, Takrari, Cape Coast, I think down Sumatra. So if you're not careful, you can miss your way. And uh, the gentleman driving didn't see the division early. But thanks be to God, he wasn't speeding. So he drove off the edge of the pavement and we came on our road to Takrari. But not long after, just some few seconds after, we heard a, 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 a noise behind us. A car ran into my vehicle. Then another vehicle ran into that vehicle. So it's three of us now. Thankfully, nothing happened to anyone, any one of us. It was just the car. But the story is not over. So we got down from the vehicle and to talk. It so happened that the man that hit me at the back happens to be one of our church members. <laughs> it's interesting. He's from the, from the head office. Then there was a third guy. Here is an elder from the Church of Pentecost. He's a civil engineer. Yours, on his way to Kaswa to pick somebody so they can go to their construction sites. So, thankfully, all of us were gentlemen. There was no noise, no fights. Okay, we are all in hurry going somewhere. It's early in the morning. Let's go settle down and then we'll call each other and sort ourselves out. But whilst we're there all of a sudden, I just said that, you know what, you guys, let's move from here. Let's just get out of here. Let's get out of here. We've taken number. Let's get out of here. Then the young man in the third vehicle said, no, let me give you my complimentary card. So my car, the second, the third. So the guy in the third car now moved. He gave to the second, the one behind me, the complimentary card. Then he sat in his car. So I moved from the road and there was a little space between my car and the car behind me. And I turned. People of God, this, the moment I turned, a fourth vehicle from nowhere, Land Cruiser, assigned by the devil to finish what he couldn't finish. On top speed, and you know that road, ran into the third vehicle. The impact was heavy. We had it like an atomic bomb. Also, I don't want to remember it. Sometimes it's a bit traumatic when the picture comes to me. Then he hit the second car to hit my car. We had a lit a small space to hide. Unfortunately, the man in the third car, he was going towards my driver, my car, towards where my driver is, to give him the complimentary card when this fourth car came in. The car just swept him. He ended up under my vehicle. So when I came out of the corner, myself and, and, and the young man, he held me. He said, Bishop, are you okay? Are you okay? I said, by God's grace, what about you? He said, I'm okay, but I'm in a bit of pain. Because he was following me. So just when I moved to the corner and he followed, the second car, the side of it hit his rib. 
So he had a bit of impact and pain. But we were still fine. So we got out. We managed to come out. So I then saw, I saw there is somebody under the car. Somebody's there. Only to go and realize it was the young man in the third vehicle. And they pulled his body out in a pool of blood. Everybody was saying, what do we do? We have to rush to Kolebu. And so in the heat of the moment, this fourth car that hit us ran away. As you speak, we don't know where he is. So myself and the other driver had to rush to Kolebu quickly to sort ourselves out. So when we got there, I was in a better condition than him, even though I had sore on my knee and my knee was very swollen and pain in my body generally because of the impact. So I was there and a man came in a pool of blood and I said, why are you here? Why? What's wrong? He said, well, I'm here also because of an accident. And I said, where? He said, Malan Junction. So not knowing, he was the good Samaritan who picked the third man in his taxi. Because all the vehicles we stopped would not stop. And so he picked him and went to a nearby clinic around Malan. Here's a very popular one there. But the moment they got there, they said, no, go to Kolebu. So then he said, I brought the man. And people of God, when I saw the man, how he survived, but the bruises, the cuts, the blood from his nose, from the head, the, one of the, the bone in the hand was broken, and he had a huge cut on his ankle. As we speak, he's supposed to be sent to the theater either today, from what I understand, as we've been checking on him, if he doesn't go to theater today, he should go to the theater on Monday. Is somebody here? Tell somebody by the speakings of the blood. My soul has escaped. That's what I'll just talk about briefly tonight. But today is exactly one week. That's why it was just three days ago that thing done on me. Say, young man, do you know that today would have been your one week death celebration? Observation. So when I say that, this is the day the Lord has made. You see, in Esther chapter 9, I think 22 there about, if I'm right. Put it there, if I'm right. I hope I'm right. If I'm not right, we will change it. There's nothing wrong with changing your mind. I am not ashamed at all to make a mistake. Check the 22, let me see something. Quickly. Go. Can we all read it? One, go. You will rest from your enemies. This year, 2019. Listen, you are resting from your enemies. You shall rest from your enemies. Let's keep reading. I don't, I don't know whether you can see what you are reading. Listen, listen, listen. Every month is not the same. And every day is not the same. He said, the month was tanked. Come on, say the month was tanked. Uh-huh. 
Now she said, in Pibo, Sisa, Bibi. Nankanen, yes, son, and what's a banner? He saw Tampua Bonsam, as she shall be. Something was programmed into the month. Say by the speakings of the blood. Tonight, I overturned. This was one of my strongest scriptures early part of the day of the year when we had our 21 day prayer and fasting. And we spoke it to every single day of the month. And we said, whatever evil has been programmed into a day. In Isaiah chapter 47, there's the verse of scripture in Isaiah 47 there about that talks about the monthly prognosticators. He's talking about evil predictors. How that they can program things into a particular day. So when I say this is the day the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad. Please understand. Because somebody else has programmed that the day will not turn out the way God meant it for me. The enemies of the Jews programmed into the 13th day of the month of Adar, that in that day, the Jews will be wiped out. Lift up your hands. As you join me to thank God, you are joining me to thank God for my life. Tomorrow, I'll join you to thank God for your life. That beginning from right now to December 31st, 2019, Whatever has been programmed, whatever has been orchestrated by the speakings of the blood, I declare you have escaped. I said you have escaped. I said you have escaped. I said you are escaping. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We declare by the speakings of the blood. We turn the evil day into a good day. Look, look, look at it. The month was turned unto them from sorrow to joy. Yeah. You see, you see, I don't know whether you are catching what I'm reading. So for you, the enemy can program that let the month of April be a sorrowful month for you. The Bible said it was turned. Come and say turned. That means that that was not how God originally programmed it. Somebody else reprogrammed what God has programmed. The day God makes is a good day. And it's a day for rejoicing. But an enemy can orchestrate and turn that day into another day for you. But by the speakings of the blood. I said by the speakings of the blood. I said by the speakings of the blood. In Genesis 1, I think 16, the rabbi said, and the Lord made two great lights. One to rule the day, that is the sun. Another to rule the night, that is the, the evening. By the time we get to the book of Psalms, the psalmist David was praying and prophetically making decrees and saying that the sun shall not smite you by day. Now, originally, God didn't make the sun to smite man. Read it. Yeah. 
God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day. To be in charge of the day. To lead us. And the other one. By the time we got to the book of Psalms. People are programming things into the sun, the moon, and the stars for the destruction of human destinies. Speak over the offering or seed in your hands. We'll drop it on the altar. And you are saying, Father, thank you for the life of our pastor, our brother, our father, and our friend. Come on. And I've been singing this song all along. Mm. Now about to sorry to Sorry, whoa. everybody say, I have to. Hallelujah. 
overturn it. Say overturn. Say overturn. Say overturn. By the speakings of the blood. And that year, what 2019? That this is the day. I'm telling you. When the reality reality dawned on me, I said, Today, Mama, I'm sure you would have been there. That we are celebrating the one week past of Pastor Week. But whatever the devil meant for good, for evil, I see it turn for your good. I said, I see it turn for your good. You and your household, you and your husband, you and your wife, you and your children, I declare by your life, you are not dying, you cannot be killed, you will not be in an accident. In the name of Jesus, every time you sit in 2019. It's marked by the blood. I say marked by the blood. Come on, clap your hands and bless us. Of the Lord said, 
No, 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 no. It's the season of the blood. And when the blood is speaking, every other voice is quiet. I declare the blood is speaking on your behalf. I said the blood is speaking on your behalf. The blood is speaking deliverance. The blood is speaking escape. The blood is speaking healing. The blood is speaking blessing. The blood is speaking favor. Come on, somebody say the blood.
Tonight, we have come to a holy mount. I said, we have come to a holy mount. Oh, I can't hear you. I said, we have come to a holy mount. Your deliverance begins from tonight. Whatever has been on your case till now, we have entered, it's too late for the devil, we have entered into the season of the speakings of the blind. So it's about altars, sacrifices, blood, covenants. That's the season in which we are. Now, one of the things you must understand, that's why when I ask you to do what you did, and many more of such that we'll be doing as the Spirit of God leads us, is that you must understand that anytime a person brings a sacrifice to an altar, the spirit deity behind that behind that altar will show up. I didn't ask you to clap, so if you're clapping. 
Holy Ghost have your way. I don't know. I didn't come to talk about that. But we are all in this place. When you place, so you must understand the things you do in church. And I can give you a lot of examples from scriptures to back my point. Anytime a man truly sacrifices to an altar, the spirit, because it is not an altar unless it is the custodian of a spirit deity. If there is no spirit deity behind it, it's not an altar. It's a joke. So anytime a man brings a sacrifice to what is supposed to be an altar, whether it's a godly altar or a satanic altar, the spirit behind that altar will manifest. You show up to have a child. To ask what you are looking for. And so in this season, be careful with your sacrifices. If you never understood what it means to give an offering or to put the sacrifice on the altar, I've just told you. The Bible said, for that same night, the spirit of the Lord appeared to Solomon. And he's a young man. What are you trying to do? What do you want? The Bible said, as soon as he lifted up the sword that he may kill and sacrifice Isaac to God, the Lord appeared. He said, oh, Papa, there is no one greater than me. As soon as Noah placed a sacrifice on the altar, God showed up and made a covenant and placed a seal on the covenant by the rainbow, that it will never destroy the earth with flood and waters. As soon as Abraham brought a sacrifice to the altar, the spirit behind the altar and the spirit of that relationship, God Almighty appeared and told Abraham, know this of a certainty that your seed shall go into captivity for 400 years, but after that I will bring them out. Amen. So, these are holy meetings and I just came tonight to tell somebody don't take anything we are doing in this conference for granted. For once, by the help of the grace of God, take your life serious. Okay? Call it. Eh? Call it. Charming designer shorts. They don't care whether you are an ak poop. I didn't say anything. I don't know if there's anything called ak poop. So I have saved myself. They say, Young man, you are hurting. I said, I'm hurting. But pull your trousers. And me too, I'm wearing some stylish jeans. And they say, young man, the crisis in which you are in, you, these jeans cannot help you. Would you please permit us to cut it? I said, go ahead. He said, let's give you a little desire. I saw my brother Francis lie on the bed. This man is a civil engineer. 
fat and small boy. Civil engineer. They took the scissors and cut off his clothes until he was left with boxers. Right before our eyes. Because when it comes to that area, nothing else matters because it's a battle between your life and death. Listen, we are invoking the blood of Jesus. Tonight, I won't talk much. We are invoking the blood. That it doesn't matter how tough, difficult, and challenging the situation is, you will come out. Listen. Paul. Paul is an apostle. The last time I came here, I was telling you. Paul is an apostle par excellence. Beyond that, I believe spiritually that Paul is not just an apostle. Paul is an entity. He's more than an institution. The spirit said, Jesus we know. Paul. I mean, the guy is a short guy. But when he raises his voice, things begin to happen in our kingdom. Amen? I said amen. Paul was caught in a disaster in the middle of the sea, the middle of nowhere. 14 days, saw no, no day, no night, no sun, no moon. And yet, in the midst of that crisis, he said, and I heard the voice of the God, I said. The angel of the God, I said, spoke to me last night. And this is what he said. Paul, don't be afraid. The boat in which you are sitting may be destroyed, but there shall not be the loss of any man's life. Man of God, I prophesy on the first day of the convention to all and sundry and to all that care to hear me. Whatever the enemy has programmed, whatever instrument he chooses to use, you will come out of scale. Only their boat shall be destroyed. And he said to him, Paul, whatever it is, nevertheless, you shall be cast upon an island. Listen, God is a covenant-keeping God. It is because of the covenant through Christ Jesus and the blood is shed. That is why we are here. Look at me. It is time we begin to tap into the benefits and the blessings of that covenant. It is time. Tell somebody it is time. It is time for us to renew our devotion to the altar of God. You see, because if we are going to be able to deal with satanic and evil voices and all that, you see, the battle is a battle between altar and altars. So, your covenant relationship with the altar determines the outcome of the battle against altars. Come and say altar. In life, it is the altar that is speaking for you that determines how far you will go. We, 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 we have we have so much power.
power available to us as children of God because of this relationship God has with us. You know, as you are there, you have the power of the covenant I'm talking about. You have the power of prayer. You have the power of your tongue. You have the power of the altar. You have the power of sacrifices. You have the power of praise and worship. Oh, please. Listen, life without power is frustrating. It is what? For the people that do know their God, it is them that shall be strong and do exploits. Somebody receive power tonight. And I'm grateful to God that I bow my knee before the God of all gods. It is time for us to renew our devotion and our commitment to the altar before we can have the audacity to deal with the evil authors of our background or wherever they are coming from. If you read the story of Elijah very carefully, before he engaged the 450 prophets of Baal, the Bible said, and Elijah repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken. How can you deal with other altars when your altar is broken? Many years ago, I read a book and I saw something small. I have never forgotten. That's all I remember in that book. I can't remember the title of the book. But it said the number one problem of many believers is dusty Bibles. And what else did he say? Broken altars. Dusty Bibles. Broken altars. Dusty Bibles. Tell somebody, it's time to renew your relationship with God. And the altar of the Lord. Because that is the altar. That is going to speak for you. That is the altar. That will release angels. On assignment on your behalf. I remember the second man said to me. He said pastor. As soon as the thing happened. When I got down from the car. I sensed a strong presence of the Holy Ghost. At the scene. A strong presence. I've shared this story over and over. I don't know what I've ever shared it here. And anytime I remember, it blesses me that this man of God sat in a plane, going somewhere, and a flight attendant called him back. And he said, Mr. Man, who are you? He said, Why do you ask? If you don't mind, can I go and have my seats? He said, No, I beg you. I saw something. That's why I asked him. He said, what did you see? He said, as soon as I finished checking your documents and you left to go and take your seat, he said, when you moved, something moved. Onya, bibi diwechi. Odivo. Man of God. There is a mighty angel following you. He's following you. And the Bible says, angels that excel in strength. And he said, these angels, eh, they will do the biddings of them that shall be heirs of salvation. For these are ministry spirits, according to the book of Hebrews. 
It's time to renew your covenant work with God. It is time to draw closer to the altar. It is time to raise a strong altar of prayer. A strong altar of praise and worship. Those of us who run away from church when it is time for praise and worship. The Bible says, and now at midnight, Paul and Silas, they prayed and they sang praises. Let praises rise from the inside, from the inside of me. You sing that song here. May I delight in the inside, in the inside of you. Set me on fire. From the inside, from the inside of me, all I want is for you, for you to be glorified, for you to be lifted on high. Amen. It's time to draw closer to the altar. It is time to carry fire. Come on, say carry fire. It is time to carry an awesome presence around you. People of God, we have dwelt on frivolities and trivialities for too long. It is time to hold on to the horns of the altar. That is what to speak for you, I'm telling you. That is what we do what? When Abraham walked with Lot, his only problem was that, listen, and I've said it before, I don't know what I said it here before, he never, Lot never raised a single altar to God. No wonder his end. Check your scriptures. Yeah. Lot never raised a single altar unto God. Abraham was a man of altars. David was a man of altars. And I love that man, David, because I am, I am very careful even when David is in his weak moments. Because the guy just knows how to turn things around. He knows how to go to God. Yeah. Because one of the things the devil does against us as believers, listen, the devil is also known as the accuser of the brethren. And when the devil begins to accuse you, what do you do? How do you answer back? Say altar. Say covenant. I want to round up by reading the scripture. This one is just to introduce the meeting. I'm not going to preach. I finished. And then I'll build from it in the subsequent days. Second Chronicles 20, 22.
Let's read from verse number 10. But when Natalia, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seat royal of the house of Judah. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9, the Bible says we are a royal priesthood. This woman called Atalia, the Bible says she rose up and she slew. Can I, can I see it again? The royal seed of the house of Judah. Because by a prophetic decree from Jacob that the king's Shall, be, shall come from the loins of Judah. So Atalia was very strategic in his attack. He didn't go for just anybody. He went for the royal seed of the tribe of Judah to eliminate them. But that's why I have come tonight to tell you that you will not be amongst them. Oh, I'm telling you. Can we read from verse number 23? Quickly, so I can round up. Verse number 23. I can hear the thing in the atmosphere. Are you Lord God? There are angels all over here. Almighty Worthy is the land. I can hear it. Yes. You are holy. Somebody let your voice say, Holy, we worship you, Lord. Are you, Lord God? Salahamusha. Almighty. You so worthy, Lord. Worthy is your name, O Lord. Amen. I just heard it. As I stood here, there are choruses in the atmosphere. It's in the atmosphere. I said it is in the atmosphere. I said it's in the atmosphere. I will open up my heart ready for your holy fire. I hear that one too. Come on, let your voice say Oh, 
responding to your call. I will open up. Come on. Let's sing it again. I will open up. Come on. My heart. Ready for your holy fire. Come on, say. Having you is my desire. I see there are healings going on all over this place. Tumors have been bent. Cancers have been uprooted. Heartaches is being healed. Paralysis is being healed. You see, you don't believe that's why you are sitting down. Listen, all kinds of things are happening in this atmosphere. Don't be religious. You have not come to spectate. You have come. Receive your healing. Receive your deliverance. Receive your divine escape. I said you have escaped from the snare of the fowler. The hand of the Lord is touching you. The Lord is bringing you out. The blood is speaking for you. I said the blood is speaking for you. Your father, your mother, your children, your career, your life, whatever is messed up, whatever you are confused with, right now, the power of God is here to touch. The power of God is here to heal. The power of God is here to deliver. to chapter 23 verse 21 of the same second chronicles. Stand up. Don't be on your feet. I'm closing. I just want to show you something. If you sit down, you will spoil this. Be sensitive to the atmosphere. There are all kinds of things in the atmosphere. Be sensitive. You can catch a word. You can catch a song. You can catch a prophecy. And all the people of the land rejoiced. And the city was quiet. After that, they had slain Atalia with the sword. This week, every spirit of Atalia that is looking for you shall die in your place. I said they will die in your place. And you shall receive quietness in your spirit. 24 verse 7. The same second chronicles 24 verse 7. For the sons of Atalia, that wicked woman, had broken up the house of God and also all the dedicated things of the house of the Lord, did they bestow upon Balaam. This is the works of Atalia. But tonight, lift up your hands. You have escaped. The Bible said, A woman took one of the sons of the royal seat and hid him. And that guy who escaped later became a king. Lift up your hands and talk to God. I finished. Lift up your hands and talk to God. Lift up your hands and talk to God. 
lift up your hands. Renew your covenant with the altar. Renew your covenant. Renew your walk and your covenant with the altar. Come on, somebody. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Open your mouth and talk to the Lord. Open your mouth and talk to the Lord. It is a holy night. It is a glorious night. Can you open your mouth and talk to the Lord? Can you open your, your mouth and talk to the Lord? Can you open your mouth and talk to the Lord? Can you open your mouth and talk to the Lord? Leko nikizibish. Gratwa lakanimi otas. Brakwa tanemezilish. Grata sulamahai. Gratwa la ikato tanemis. Rata kaswa tanemeha. Lagato, lagato, lagato. Pantelegetemata. Look at me. Look at me. Let me tell you one last thing before I take my seat. And one of the reasons why, you see, as a child of God, you must learn how to seize divine moments. Yeah. There are seasons and moments that characterize our life and our work with God. And you must be very smart. You see, there are some seasons, eh? It is not all the seed you sow sometimes that's people. But there are some seed when you sow them at some particular seasons. Come on, say seasons. And I believe that this Easter convention is a whole season on its own that God has created. Is somebody here with me? Now, a couple of months ago as I've been praying, one of the things the Lord kept witnessing to my spirit is that the enemy is determined to eliminate some people before the year 2020. Because the year 2020 is a very strong prophetic year. There's going to be the change of the gods. There's going to be some kind of strange moves of God. 2020 it's not going to be like any other year. And it's a time you cannot miss. But between now and 2020, it's still a while to go. Take advantage of this season and renew your covenant work with God. And draw closer to the altar. And keep sacrificing to the altar. And keep coming to the altar. And keep invoking the power of the altar. And keep speaking the blood. The Sunday before I had the, the accident happen on Friday, I went to preach in a church in Kolebu. And that thing scarcely happens. I went to minister, and when I got there, the man, the man of God said, through the night, the Lord has been ministering to him strongly about the blood. And so he prepared communion. I didn't know. So I went, and we had a great service. Then after he said communion. I said, okay, communion there, anybody. I, then I submitted myself to the communion. I submitted myself to the communion. Then after the service, then he said, man of God, I sense in my spirit that we should pray for you. So I knelt before the congregation and the man of God and the entire congregation stretched forth their hands and prayed. Child of God. Yeah, put your hands together for the Lord. Tell somebody pray one more prayer. 
Tell somebody, sow one more seed. Tell somebody, sing one more song. Put your hands together. Bless God. I'm, it's over. I finished. I finished.